It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 723 of Locked on Raptors for Wednesday, June the 3rd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked on Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked on Podcast Network, which today is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at RockAuto.com. More on them later. Uh, all right, on today's show, I think it's really important after the episode that we did on Monday with myself, Katie, and Vivek that we don't just leave the conversation about Black Lives Matter and the the issues facing the world right now, the protests, everything, uh, to one episode. And I think it's the responsibility of this show to sort of dive deeper and, and look at some of the issues within kind of our own house. And, and I think... In particular, as a member of Raptors Media, Credential Media, since 2015, I think it's really important to sort of do some reflection internally and look at um, ways in which you know Raptors Media still has barriers up to people of color, not just black voices, but across the board. The diversity could be better um, and, and a lot more robust when it comes to Raptors Media. And I think it's an important conversation to have as we try to move forward. Things have improved, but certainly not enough. And so joining me on today's show is someone who's just getting started out in terms of a broadcasting career after an illustrious basketball career, Canada basketball legend, nearly 70 uh, appearances for the national team, uh, plenty of time spent over in Europe, University of Michigan, standout back uh, a while ago now. It is Javon Shepard. Javon, how are you, man? I'm good. And yourself, you're making me feel old, actually. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Way back to Michigan. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago. I'm sorry to, to, to age you. You're showing my age now. But no, I, I thought I, I, you'd be a wonderful guest to have on today's show. Javon, if you're unfamiliar, has been uh, getting his feet wet this year as a color analyst for Saga 960 AM in Mississauga as a color analyst for Raptors 905 broadcasts. Uh, and uh, Javon, I, I'm, I mean, first of all, before we get into sort of the media talk and all that stuff, first of all, how are you, man? How are you right. taking everything that's going on right now? I'm good, man. I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a bit of, a lot to digest um, with everything that's going on from obviously we're dealing with, you know, COVID and, and you know, you know, the sense of racial matters at hand. And, um, you know, things are a bit heavy right now. And I'm somewhat, you know, I'm glad myself and it's going through experiencing and um, <clears throat> everything that's going on. So it is a lot, but at the same time, you still have to stay part. And, and I'm, I'm proud that, you know, we are able to send a message. We're sending messages and, and you know, have the support of the world behind us at this point. Um, so uh, it's just, you know, another day. And, you know, we just have to continue to keep progressing and, and sending positive messages um, in, in ways that they can be delivered and understood. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious sort of what your prevailing feeling is after the last week or so. And obviously there's still so much more work to be done and we're by no means near the end of this and the conversation's never going to end. Um, you know, at least not until 
things are, are, are different. But I'm curious just sort of how you're feeling optimistic, angry, skeptical as to whether or not this is going to mean something substantial going forward. Uh, I'm um, just curious I, how you're feeling. I've, I've been angry before. I've, um, but I think right now it's, we're at a place where, you know, coincidentally, everything happens at the right time. And I think also because the world was at a standstill mm-hmm. with COVID, now the voices are being heard, right? And, and we, you, know, you see that you have a lot of support. You see the support of the world behind you. And I think it's, it's, we're at a point now where we can start taking steps forward. And, you know, just, just based on where we are. And everybody has to listen. We have nothing else to do. Everybody's stuck at home. You, ha- you see what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and that doesn't matter to race. So I think I am positive. I mean, we're a long way from change, but steps will be taken from the measures that, that, that we see you know, happening today. And again, I think it also is attributed to the fact that we, every, the world is at a standstill and there's nothing mm-hmm. else to do but take heed and, and, and get attention at what is going on. It really does feel like kind of the concoction of circumstances to kind of finally right. maybe have this be a bit of a turnaround, right? I mean, you have uh, all of America kind of going through the pandemic, which has been horribly mismanaged and obviously uh, disproportionately affecting black people. And the, you know, the death tolls are, are, are just staggering. And then you have unemployment, you have uh, obviously police brutality continuing the way it has. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so, and honestly, I think the fact that there is no basketball right now or no sports period to sort of distract attention. I know sports are yeah, there's, a, there's a distraction that we, we want it, right? Like, yeah, so we, no distraction. So you are, you are like this is the only thing you have to focus on right now. And I think it, it, it's also fortunate because it draws a lot more awareness mm-hmm. to what's been going on, <clears throat> in a sense, because there's nothing else. Absolutely. So, Javon, I, I, the reason, the sort of main thing I wanted to get into you today was sort of Raptors media and, and the group of people who cover the team. As I kind of alluded to off the top, it is still, you know, despite some change, even since I started covering the team in 2015, it remains predominantly white men or frankly, white women as well. Um, mm-hmm. Black voices still remain sort of the least represented, I think, among the group of people who you see at games every single day. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of the positions are really entrenched ones, right? And you're someone who's right. trying to get into play-by-play. That's one of the most sort of stagnant positions you're ever going to find, that people get those jobs and they don't leave them. And so you've right. got the studio broadcast teams. You've got play-by-play teams, long-held columnist and beat reporter jobs. They're all almost exclusively held by white people right now. Uh, you know, you have the exceptions in Sherman Hamilton, Paul Jones, more recent years, Kayla Gray as well. But for the most part, and not just within the Raptors, with the entire league, it's, it's, it's still a white-dominated industry covering a predominantly black league. So I'm wondering, Javon, as someone who's just getting started, getting their feet wet in the broadcasting business with Raptors 905 games, what do mm-hmm. you think when you see that sort of inertia in the media group covering the team that's sort of ahead of you in terms of the positions? Does it feel sort of daunting to be entering into it? You know, I'll say this before we even get into that. Um, this is not to take away from anybody that, that is sitting in those positions right now, because I think they do an exceptional job mm-hmm. with, um, you know, in the broad in all of our rappers broadcasting. But from a general perspective, it is a, it is sort of um, disheartening to, to to see sometimes just because when you look out on the courts, you know, minorities are heavily represented. Then <clears throat> you would think especially in my, you know, I, I've experienced, I, and I didn't think it would have been this tough after, um, you know, trying to get in, you get on the sidelines or, you know, trying to get your foot in the door. And you would think um, just from the standpoint of having some experience from playing experience that, 
a lot of other people, regardless of race, may not have, right? So um, that is, it, it is a little daunting to see. And I, I don't know to attribute it to uh, race at that point or, you know, just, you know, here in Canada, we're under, the, the culture of the sport is underdeveloped mm-hmm. or in broadcasting industry in itself. But yes, it is a little <clears throat> daunting, especially, you know, when I've had my opportunities and I look down, I look down the scores table and I'm one of one. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that I have to ask, does that put me at a disadvantage? Do I have to conduct myself a different way? Do I have to speak a certain way? Um, but I mean, it, it's a challenge I'm, I'm definitely up for. Right. And it also can pave the way and continue to change the narrative in a sense, which I, I'm, I'm definitely up for and, and looking forward to. Yeah. And look, man, I think the sort of entire industry and especially right now, I think the people covering the Raptors who um, are, you know, they project themselves to be this very progressive organization with positive values. I think when you are covering a team, it does become, I think, incumbent on you as part of the media. And I'm, I'll accept full responsibility here. I mean, this podcast here, I, I think, you know, I, I certainly can do a better job of elevating black voices and, and incorporating them into the show more often. It's a daily show. There's, there's plenty of airspace and mm-hmm. I, I certainly need to do a better job of it. And I think the entire sort of Raptors media group needs to sort of take a look inside a little bit and not just self-reflection, but it's reflection of the group that you sort of interact with, right? And I think, right. you know, and on I this think- podcast in particular, I kind of find I get into the groove of, oh, I'll just have people who cover the team on, but that just kind of <laughs> perpetuates the problem, right? Because, right. you know, the people who cover the team aren't necessarily properly represented. Right. I think, you know, the important thing is to obviously we're in, you know, there's an uproar right now. There's a lot of attention um, shed on, you know, Black Lives Matter, minorities and and so forth. But I think, you know, what's even most important is what happens after this. Mm -hmm. What happens once, you know, once the fire is out, once everybody is settled, how do we navigate and how do we continue to, um, you know, like you're saying, expose and continue to expose, continue to uplift and continue to continue to contribute to those same communities, races, minorities, um, and not just, not just today, because what happens today isn't necessarily going to change much tomorrow. It's what's going to happen when the fire is out. Are we going to continue to build, continue to grow with each other? Absolutely. Uh, Javon, we're going to continue this conversation on uh, in, a, in a second here. We're going to kind of dive into uh, the play-by-play gig and sort of the challenges involved with that. But first, I want to tell people about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar you're ever going to have. 16 amazing flavors. It's the protein that tastes protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You've got eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut free flavors, new flavors being announced all the time, limited release flavors as well. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew as well, and they are great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You've got, for example, the peanut butter brownie, 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, three grams of sugar, three grams of net carbs, mint brownie, one of of my faves, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. On the whole, Built Bars have seven times less sugar than Cliff Bars. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Javon, I kind of want to dive into the play-by-play 
area in particular because this is something that you're, you're trying to get your start in uh, as a color analyst for Raptors Down Five radio broadcasts. And, you know, I was going and just sort of confirming my hunch today and was looking at the list of current NBA play-by-play broadcast teams. And, and I'm, you know, you look at it and yeah, there, there are some black voices that are sitting in the analyst chair, but I think there's a, an enormous disparity in the NBA when it comes to broadcast teams and Absolutely. the play-by-play position almost exclusively right now being held mm-hmm. by white men. And you know the black voices often relegated to the analyst chair if there was is one on the broadcast at all. So I'm curious of your thoughts on that. You know, me personally, I, I've never had interest in the play-by-play side, so right. I won't speak too much on that. I have definitely had, you know, passion in me has been on the, the color side, right, and from from the analyst perspective. And because I come obviously have the playing background, I bring that experience to the table. Now, I remember having a conversation, you know, a couple before I even retired from playing. And I remember, I remember, uh, you know, I, I'll leave the person unnamed. Uh, had mentioned to me, you know, those positions are held predominantly by, quote unquote, white men because of how, you know, they, they don't speak with as much slang or, mm. or whatever. And, you know, that, that took me aback because what does that mean? Like, how do I, what, how do I speak? What does that mean? I think I, I present myself very well. I, I speak um, articulately. And what did that mean? So, I, I mean, that was a first bump in the road when I um, was going to venture into, into this side of, into this side of the business. So, and, and then, you know, you have to think, what does, if you're suggesting I need to speak like the quote unquote white man, what does the white man speak? like? I think we all come from different places, you know, stress different words stress different letters and mm-hmm. it, that to me was a, a bit of a, a shock yeah i mean that's jarring to hear uh on this end of the call as well i i think and, and so i i like my background i think you know i think i can kind of see a bit of the systemic reasons for why this exists right i mean i, I went to mm-hmm. journalism school at carlton university which was mm-hmm. predominantly white and mm-hmm. I think most journalism schools are disproportionately white as well for a lot of yeah. different reasons. And there is, I think, a kind of aura around the play-by-play chair that unless you're a classically trained broadcaster in journalism <laughs> school at Northwestern or Syracuse, that you can't do the job. And I'm just speaking from my own experience, and I can tell you, it ain't that hard. Like, I do play-by-play for the Canadian Elite Basketball League. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've been doing broadcasting for a long time, never necessarily classically trained in play-by-play. You know, when I was at Mm Carleton, they actively discouraged going into sports. Uh, And I I didn't really have much of a background in it, but, you know, I'm not, it's not lost on me that a certain amount of privilege allowed me to end up getting that spot to to call Mm -hmm. CEBL games. You know, it happens that I live around the corner from the arena and that, um, you know, I happen to know some people within the league and, you know, there's privilege tied to all of those different inroads. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the way journalism schools work, and, and there's a lot of different problems with journalism schools that I think a lot of people in Canada in particular, as there's this whole conversation about, oh, is, is Canada actually racist and stuff like that, which obviously there's an, a deeply unacknowledged and deeply rooted history of racism in Canada that's inescapable. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we're seeing sort of the criticisms of journalism schools from that light. But I, I think in the way that broadcasters are trained and and even going further to, you know, specific sports schools, there's the college of sports media, which again, Mm -hmm. a predominantly white graduating class is coming out of there as well. I I don't know 
what the answers are to sort of change the way things have always been done. But I, I know for sure that it feels, especially based off of things that you, that, that you just said about the sort of, oh, you have to talk like the white man to be a play-by-play broadcaster. That sounds yeah. insane to me, especially in a league that is mostly covering black athletes. It, right. it, like, I don't, I'm not sure where the change comes from. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on I that? I think the change comes from, you know, the visibility and, and, and the access, right? So if mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, you know, minority youth, black youth don't see people in those positions, um, they are discouraged. They are deterred because it, it's now, quote unquote, not possible for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is the first step. And if there's going to be any, any change, I think it needs to start from the, from the top. And we need, we need more minorities in those positions. We need to see them and, you know, just people have to be aware and comfortable with them, with us in, in those positions. And then it'll pay dividends for, um, you know, years to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's something that it, 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 I can't even imagine the, 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 the challenge of, of facing that down, right? If you were uh, a black voice trying to get into the play-by-play game to hear something like you just said there, it, it seems that would be instantly discouraging. Yeah, I, and, you, yeah. you know, I, and I'll be honest, like, I've had some experiences, even just getting my foot in the door. Yeah. You have to wonder, cause I, and, I, and I harp on this, you know, I have a high level of playing experience, played at Canadian national team level, as well as, you know, insurmountable amount of years playing professionally. Now, for me to crack, even just get a sniff, took, I still haven't, I still haven't cracked it. And it, it, to me, it feels like I'm going to need a, a bit of luck, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the thing that I, I, is concerning is that, you know, you have on one end, you have, you know, a wealth of experience that some of the other broadcasters or, you know, up and coming and analytics guys may not, may not have, well, they don't have because I come mm-hmm. from, a, you know, the playing, I have experience of, of playing. Um, so then it's like, if, if that can't open a door for me and then let me show and prove what is the, what is the drawback? So then obviously you do, you do often think there may be some um, racial context behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, there's, there's so many variables, right? There's so many variables. And again, obviously we're dealing with sensitive climate right now and, and it's even more heightened right now. Could that potentially be? And then you look down score tables and predominantly white look across the NBA predominantly white mm-hmm. but again it's you know you, you do have to think you do have to think and I do think you know we have to do a better job of creating more diversity in those positions and, and just like you're saying to change the whole narrative and, and you know then then we're going to have students you know more minorities more people of color in your, your, your journalism schools and, and graduating and so forth like that to just you know now they know it's possible We're going to continue this conversation in a second here. But first, I want to tell people about rockauto.com. So people may or may not know from my different conversations on this show, I'm a car idiot. I don't know how cars work. I, I take it to the mechanic. They say it costs this much money to fix it. I say, sure, I don't have any, any knowledge, of course. They could be totally ripping me off, and I wouldn't know. And that also applies to auto parts as well. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, 
even new carpets, whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. For example, I checked out the Rock Auto site for the first time last week. I've needed a gas cap for my 2009 Nissan Versa for a long time because I'm bad at replacing things on my car. And I found a $4 gas cap, the most used part on the Nissan Versa, the most used version of a gas cap for the car in like a minute on rockauto.com. It's incredibly easy, even for a car moron like me. Rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quick, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. While spend, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And it also just feels like it's an entirely missed opportunity to properly cover the league. Or not even just the NBA, but the G League, the CEBL, whatever it is. It feels as though, you know, if you did have more representation in those broadcast chairs and on in the media, like... The coverage is going to get better. There's a there's a relatability there. There's a you know there's you know I don't want to say people who cover the NBA aren't empathetic or, or educated on what's going on in the lives of Black people, but I think people who come at it from a hey like I I I look like you. I've gone through similar experiences as you because of the color of my skin. Well, for sure. Like who better to cover than somebody that's walked those sim- those same shoes, right? You can speak on a lot more than just from a statistical standpoint. There's, you know, there's a lot of variables that go and in, go into the game itself than just, you know, the analytics of it. So I think, yeah, definitely, who better to speak on it than somebody that's that's walked that path? I think also, like anything, there becomes a brotherhood, right? And it's 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 a lot tougher to, you know, get inside of that that brotherhood when when you're looking on the outside. So. Um, an opportunity has to be created in order to, you know, get your foot in the door and then, you know, become a, become a part of that change the narrative and, and open other door, open doors for others as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it takes somebody that is racially aware, racially sensitive to really see, okay, let's look around and see what, what's going on around us. Otherwise, you know, those positions are just, um, revolve, not, I shouldn't say revolving door, just one big, uh, brotherhood and you know they just go around in circles totally and, and i think uh zach Lowe had dwayne casey on his podcast earlier this week i'm not sure if you heard it but they were talking about how you know it can no longer be enough for nba reporters to simply imply support for black lives matter and the players they cover every day it needs to be more of an active support and i i totally agree with that i think it's if you're part of nba media it is part of your everyday job to you know properly take into account the experiences of the people you're covering. And I'm wondering your thoughts on that, Javon, as a member of the media now. That's definitely, that, that again is layered. I think, again, you know, as, as media, you do have a responsibility not only to 
speak on the sport, but speak onto these players as as humans and their experiences and and so forth. So I think um, you know if you you need more representation in the media because you also minority representation, black representation, especially covering covering a you know black dominated sport because. Um, on the other side, you want people to relate to these players and can and can convey, you know, what they're experiencing as, as humans, not just players as well. Right. So I think that is a, a big part of the, the media responsibility. Javon, I don't want to cut this conversation short or leave anything left unturned. We, we do. Are, we are going to talk about some of the breaking news uh, out of the NBA today in terms of a return to play. Um, but before we, we pivot, is there anything else on this topic that. It was particularly important to you. I just, I just, I don't want to leave anything left on the table. No, no. I think you know, for myself, I was a big, you know, I would, some would say I was a pioneer, um, a part of that process to just help the, the growth of Canadian basketball and where we are today. And I think this is also another step um, mm-hmm. in that. And I, and you know, I definitely want to wear that badge and and the weight of that on my shoulders because. Um, you know, I, I want to open up doors. I want to create a path for uh, athletes, or not just ath- not just basketball players, but athletes in general, to see that you know someone like their themselves can be in those positions. So it's something I'm definitely striving for. I'm definitely gonna. I'm speaking into existence. Uh, you know, that can just be uh, that that voice for other athletes, other young minority athletes, black athletes that are, um, you know, looking for these these similar positions. Totally. And I appreciate you jumping on the show to talk about all this stuff. It's, it's uh, you know, informative. And again, I, I, I don't want to come at this as though I have any answers or, or that I'm unaware that I certainly am part of the, the existing structures that are certainly problematic and that need to be addressed. And my hope is that with this show going forward, I can, I can do a better job than I have in the past of elevating black voices and, um, I, I'm, I, that's, I think one of the things I can certainly do. Everyone's looking for ways they can act. Everyone's looking for ways they can do things right now. And mm-hmm. I, I have a responsibility to the listeners, uh, to, to do that as well. So, you know, I think power is in numbers, right? So I think mm-hmm. so long as we're continuing to come together and join together and change the narrative and just get from there, you know, sometimes, you know, I, have, I often have this conversation sometimes, you know, racism or prejudice is just ignorance right like mm-hmm. you come from different places i come from different places you're just not familiar with you know myself or or you know people of my color or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. just as you know i may not be familiar with somebody that is from way up north and and how they live so i think you know just coming together and unifying allows you know the people that you have access to access to me and just understand somebody that, like myself and just to understand that we're all the same at the end of the day and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think, again, like it's, it's a long ways away, but as, as so long as we continue to, and like someone like yourself that understands it and, and is making an effort to um, unify, um, educate, and, and, and so forth, that's, that's a, a big part of the process, a big part of the process. And I'm a firm believer of powers in numbers, and so long as we continue to um, unify and spread, spread knowledge, spread understanding, uh, we're, we're, we're on the right path. Well said, man. I, uh, I appreciate the time and Javon, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show and, uh, and talking about your experiences as someone getting into the broadcast business. And I, I really appreciate the time and I really hope we can have you on again soon, man. Thank you.
Thanks uh, a lot, man. Really where can it. where can people find you on Twitter? You doing like uh, like live streams and stuff like that as well, too, right? So tell me. Yeah, I do a lot. Of, I'm doing some live streams. I also because I'm right now I'm in a real estate agent, right? So I do a lot of you know business, sport business as well as um, real estate side of stuff. So I do a lot of live streams, you know, bouncing back and forth, just just being me, being the authentic mm-hmm. me, and you know, obviously real estate is my passion and basketball is my love. So you can find me at on instagram at i think my name est shep and my twitter handle should be the same I, i'm so i'm so old school i don't even remember all those stuff, that stuff. but <laughs> your your twitter yeah, handle is shepherd javon shepherd <laughs> on both twitter and instagram yeah. and yeah hopefully you know what sean I, I hope to you know be sitting side by side and doing some broadcasting with you sometime soon in the near future i know uh ce bell is kicking off um so that could potentially be a platform for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Let's, let's get some stuff done. I would love nothing more than that. Uh, your Twitter handle, just so you and the listeners know, is, uh, <laughs> is uh, at J22SHIP. So uh, go follow Perfect. Javon over there. And uh, you had, what, Paul Jones and Sherm Hamilton on recent streams you were doing. And yep. Uh, yep. we'll keep an eye for those going forward. Thanks so much, man. Um, everyone, thank you for tuning into today's show. Uh, please subscribe to Rate Review wherever you get your podcast. It's much appreciated. Uh, in terms of things to promote, I don't have anything personally to promote, but please email your MPs uh, and you know take part in democracy. That's what I'm plugging today. Um, <laughs> highly endorse doing that. And uh, thanks to Rock Auto and Bill Barr for sponsoring today's show as well. That's going to do it. We will talk to you again later in the week with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.